0: In a year's time, the average American spends yeah. $3100 a year on takeout, DoorDash, Uber Eats takeout. 31, mm-hmm. $3000. If you are trying to get out of debt and you are going to restaurants, you're not trying to get out of debt.
1: Welcome to the Minimal Mom podcast. Dawn reaches a million women each month with practical tips to simplify your home. Today, Dawn is joined by Christine from Frugal Fit Mom, where she helps families take control of their lives by improving their fitness. Food and finances. Christine lives in Idaho with her husband Dave and four active kids. She loves to cook, exercise, and find the best deals online.
2: Well, Christine, we got to catch up this summer, and I, I didn't fully know your getting out of debt story um, until more recently. But what struck me was, I think we both feel very passionately about as women how much stress we live with when we are in debt. And so can you give like a 60 second recap of you and Dave getting married, being in debt, and then getting out of debt?
0: For sure. So Dave and I got married in college, had a baby in college, and we were in college. So obviously we were (laughs) poor, paying for school with a baby, like crazy time. We got married very young. And when we graduated, and six months later, you have to pay back your student loans. I don't know if you knew that, but you do have to. You do have to pay those back. So that was our debt. Was all Dave's side? Can I just say, not my side. I got through college with no debt. It was all my husband. I <laughs> <laughs> I still like to tease him about that. Like he brought debt into the marriage, and I didn't. I brought See, a savings account.
2: We were the opposite. I brought all the student loan. I brought $60,000 worth of student loan debt into our marriage and Tom had zero. So anyways. Okay. Ours wasn't quite that high.
0: (laughs) But...
1: Um, Dawn, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this might be a good time to mention that enrollment is open for the Take Your House Back course and the next All Day Declutter. The course consists of 24 videos with guided decluttering and instruction that you can watch at your own pace. But the real magic happens during the all-day declutters that are included with your enrollment.
0: If, if nothing else, here's your only goal. If you're feeling like really stressed, your goal is to get as much out of your house as possible. And we're going to be warriors and we're going to fight. And if we got to chuck it on the front lawn because we <laughs> don't have spots to put it, then that's what we're doing. Because you deserve less stuff.
1: These events take place multiple times throughout the year and are a full day of live guided decluttering. You'll feel motivated and inspired as you declutter alongside thousands of other people.
0: This course has changed my life. I've always wanted to be organized and I never felt like I was until now.
2: I've always felt like I was really messy and I I grew up in a messy
0: house and, and I didn't realize you could actually live without all the junk. I love how this course combines the three of them into a more comprehensive, thorough look. been able to keep things simple, where my kids can help both with their laundry and their toys, and we can be in a settled space in no time.
2: Like the all day declutters are amazing. First one I did was in May and I reclaimed three rooms in my house and got rid of like two carloads full of stuff.
1: And I would highly recommend it even for people who are naturally organized.
0: Try it, see what it'll happen. You never know until you do.
1: You can find all the details in the description or visit TakeYourHouseBack.com. Now back to you, Don.
0: But it felt like a mountain. So the student debt was $13,000. And then when we had our second child, we had very bad insurance. So that was like $7,000 to have him. Mm-hmm. So all, all in, it's like $18,000, but he only made $27,000 a year as a teacher, like sometimes Mm -hmm. people are like, you don't understand teachers get paid great. And I was like, Listen, I was married to a high school Spanish teacher. I know, (laughs) I know what they get paid. Yeah. And it was very, very stressful to like have this mountain of debt, almost no income come in. So between the two, it was very, very tight. And Mm -hmm. I had two kids at home. Yeah. And we wanted to buy a house and do the American dream. And I just couldn't live like that, knowing that I was having these kids and couldn't send them to college and couldn't buy a car, any car, and could barely afford groceries. So, and we so, buckled down. So you weren't working at the time, correct? Yeah, I always mm-hmm. did side hustles back then before the internet was mainstream, you know, it was like mm-hmm. babysitting and mm-hmm. little yeah. little things like that, mainly yeah. yeah. like for grocery money. money yeah. I donated plasma.
2: Yeah. So i so had wheel what-
0: stuck in my arm <laughs> to get grocery <laughs> yeah. money.
2: Right. I mean, Tom used to do that, too. Um, Mm -hmm. And so was there like a turning point or a catalyst where you were like,
0: we can't, we have to focus on getting out of debt? It was the second we graduated college. Okay, Like it was never we were crazy and overspent. It was we were broke, we were broke, we were broke. Now we're out of college and kind of figuring out financial independence a little bit and what does real life look like? Mm -hmm. So we never really had to backtrack, which I think was a benefit in some way. I do think Mm -hmm. it's hard to live a lifestyle and then go backwards. Yes, and we didn't have that. Yeah, and we we were just always broke.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, you know, we just had all the debt. We had student loans. We had medical bills. We had a business that we were going to start that failed. Vehicle loans, credit cards. Uh, When we first added it up, we had I think it was like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and we were a year into marriage, and that was not that was not including our mortgage at the time. But I think what's interesting, Christine, is. Whether it's $20,000, but only making $27,000 a year or $120,000, but we were, our combined household income was probably around $65,000 a year at that time. Um, it still feels uh, unattainable at the time. It feels very hard. It feels very overwhelming. I remember when we first added it up, I, I could not see a way out of it. And so was there like a program or, or something that you guys followed then to get out of debt?
0: So back then, um, we were just living as tight as possible. Uh, it was the Christine Scorched Earth Program, okay. is what I like to call it. We did nothing. When When I say that, I really don't think people grasp what I'm saying. We did nothing. Mm-hmm. We spent nothing we did nothing. I took care of the two kids and Dave worked. Hmm. I almost didn't even see him because he worked so much. He did side jobs left and right every he cleaned carpets at midnight to go Hmm. earn an extra $100 to throw at a student loan, or to like buy a lawnmower, you know, when you buy a house, you need a lawnmower. Mm -hmm. That that was a shocker as a new homeowner. (laughs) (laughs) They're really expensive. It was work, 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 scrimp and save. Every yeah. penny goes on the debt. That's That wow. was the Christine method. And then my mom gave me the total money makeover uh, okay. randomly. I don't know. Maybe she went to an event and got a bunch of them on sale, gave me one. And I read it and I was like, oh, this is actually maybe better because we didn't have an emergency fund. We had nothing. Okay. Yeah. And the stress that came from not having an emergency fund was heavy Okay, as I'm taking care of these kids and yeah, praying that your car that's 10 15 years old doesn't break yeah that your water heater doesn't go out mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying oh totally. it was so stressful and so i i really liked his method and we just jumped both feet in so personally it, for me i married a guy that was willing to do it
2: well that's what i say so were you guys just on the same page the whole time from when you got married with debt
0: no not from the beginning beginning but i'm really stubborn <laughs> I was saying, and and you're really persuasive <laughs> um You know, all you have to do is, like, roll your shoulder a little bit with your husband and wink, and they'll pretty much (laughs) do what you want. I mean, I jest, but (laughs) I love it. Is one of you a spender and one a saber, or...? At the beginning, he was more of the spender, Okay, and I was definitely the saver Mm -hmm. but it's not like he was ever I've seen other spenders that are like spenders and he was Mm -hmm. never like that it was just he was a looser like he wanted the stereo so he went and bought the stereo and he wanted the snowboard so he thought it was okay to not pay his car payment and go buy a snowboard Mm -hmm. like it's just a little immature and like Mm -hmm. I said we got married young and and people grow up as as they Mm -hmm. get older and they realize that You know your decisions you make have consequences Mm -hmm. (laughs) they can come take your car if you don't pay for it right Mm -hmm. and so we only had one big blowout and i think that was the moment where he realized how serious i was Mm -hmm. is uh he had graduated i think we were moving on to like a summer job we worked at boy scout camps during the summer wild and crazy time as i tell it now (laughs) back (laughs) then it felt kind of normal (laughs) i think he was high adventure director for the boy scout camp so he went and bought a backpacking sleeping bag which is fine he needed it no big deal but he didn't tell me about it he just bought it with no discussion and we had agreed that the only things we would buy with no discussion was gas for the car and groceries mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. everything else would be discussed everything wow. because we were that tight I think we only made like six hundred dollars a month it was very tight he bought the sleeping bag I think it was 30 or 35 dollars not out of line but he didn't tell me and I was P.O'd hmm. because he broke the deal yeah and I was so mad that I went on eBay which which back then people use pretty heavily. I don't think they use it as much now. (laughs) And I bought a little mp3 player for the exact same price for $35 and I didn't tell him (laughs) because I wanted him to know how it felt. to and, have your spouse not talk to you and did it bother and, him or it was kind of like Meh. uh-huh oh, okay good <laughs> uh-huh it, oh it bothered him it okay. showed up and he's like what are you doing and I'm like you didn't tell me about the sleeping bag I didn't tell you about the mp3 player how's that feel <laughs> because that's me I'm just like taste of your own you medicine. Like it? yeah taste of your own medicine <laughs> and he he realized what he had done that mm-hmm. was so irritating to me mm-hmm. and I wouldn't recommend doing this mm-hmm. like I'm not saying go do this but I'm saying we were young and immature and yeah it was a little snarky (laughs) yeah but it worked
2: so how long did it take you guys to become debt free then um it took us about 18 months to pay off the eighteen thousand. and you know something we were talking about we were when we were together last was the weight the stress the burden that debt is now that and and we also said that often you don't understand until you get out of debt. So how would you describe it once you were finally able to get that last student loan paid off?
0: There's no other word you can use other than freedom. Mm-hmm. You feel lighter. You mm-hmm. don't feel like you're carrying a heavy backpack full of bricks. Yeah. Because this stress just walks with you, I think. Do yeah. you think? Oh. You just feel weight and you yes. work and you work hard and you don't you don't get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, because yeah. you're like, I work so hard. You know, I work so hard. I deserve to have mm-hmm blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Nice stuff. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, a new car or dinner out, I don't know, fill in the blank with whatever it is that you want. But you also have to address the decisions that you made earlier. Mm -hmm. Because I think you can have those things, but you got to do it in the right order. You just can't do it out of order.
2: Yeah. And I, I think you, I, what I didn't realize until we got out of debt, how I was actually always worried Well, like I wasn't worried about Tom necessarily losing his job. Like he's very employable. But I'm like, but what if the overtime falls off? Like we're really relying on the overtime now. What if he got laid off because manufacturing slowed down? Um, What if something big with a vehicle happened? It was just that constant – relying on like, I, I need everything to go as planned like this year. Otherwise, like any one thing unexpected will sink us. And so it was just that constant. And then I was selling real estate and that is so unpredictable. And then when you find out, oh, this closing got pushed back a month. No, we can't afford for that <laughs> to get pushed back a month. And so we, um, we'll um we'll share like our full story coming up sometime soon. But we actually tried the Dave Ramsey program and financial piece university three different times before it stuck but I think people ask like well why the first two times didn't it work and it's because at those times it didn't hurt bad enough this the stress wasn't so much it wasn't until we moved into our current house I had no idea how stressed out Tom was about making our mortgage payment And so that's when um, we just decided to go all in. And I would say it took us about the same. It would be about 18 months to get out of all of our consumer debt. We had chipped away at it a little bit over the previous like eight years or so. But it was – and and I think what was interesting was that when you do the like estimation of how long it will take you to get out of debt based on what you're making and the extra you have to put at it, I think it was actually three years was that what we estimated – everyone I talk to gets out of debt faster. I feel like, and I want to know your experience with this, when we fully committed to it, like no excuses, nothing extra. The weird, cool ways that extra money would come in was really fun. And so almost everyone I talk to, they get out of debt so much faster because, I don't know, you just have these strange things come up. So did you guys have any ways that like extra money just came in during that time?
0: Yeah, a, a bunch of ways. It's amazing the blessings that you get when you are hard and focused on good goals. Mm-hmm. I have seen it many, many times in my life in different aspects. And when it comes to the money thing, when you're getting out of debt, Dave got picked to grade these in Texas, it was a big deal on um, these Spanish oral proficiency tests for t- people who wanted to be Spanish teachers, right, they had mm-hmm. to pass mm-hmm. these tests, and they were all audio. And he got hired as part of the grading team. Okay down there to do that and you know they pay all expenses it was in austin and they'd give him a stipend they'd give him a stipend for meals okay <laughs> it was like $25 for dinner and maybe $10 for breakfast And he would call me from the hotel and he's like, okay, we got $25 for dinner, but I only spent 10. So it's an extra 15 (laughs) goes on the paycheck, right? And he he would make maybe $800 over the course of a three-day weekend. Mm -hmm. And he got to do that a couple times a year. That's $800 on your $18,000 debt is huge. That's almost an entire month to pay stuff off. And so we had that a couple times. And then that's when I started Extreme Couponing. And I learned how to do it so well, because I'm very nerdy. I'm very (laughs) math oriented and very nerdy. And it's a lot of math. (laughs) And I accumulated such a big stockpile that I did a garage sale. And I sold it all.
2: Wow. And
0: made $1,000 and put it all towards the student loans.
2: Wow. Because in my yeah. head, I'm always leery of like couponing and extreme because I, I'm just thinking of the inventory that everyone has to manage and that's never worked well for me. But if then you're going on to sell it, that's great. Well done, Christy. I sold it all. <laughs> and I
0: I sold it all for so cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got it for free, but I just put signs up everywhere. It was like all purchased in the last six months, all unopened, non-expired. You yeah. know, I did toothpaste. I was like three five for $3. Yeah.
2: Wow. Like really nice,
0: big tubes of toothpaste that are normally $5 each.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. They went like this. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the emergency fund because I I do feel like this is a key step. Again, uh, so we both did the Dave Ramsey program. We both support that program, promote it. We think it's it's really great. If you get turned off by that or someone in that program, that's fine. There's, there's many programs. Just pick a program and follow it and stick to it. And don't try to make your own rules. I think it's probably one of the biggest things. But most of them, I think everyone I know, starts with some kind of emergency fund. And so for those women that might be listening today that say, yeah love the concept but if you look at my finances i am already living a paycheck to paycheck there is no extra um to put into an emergency fund where do we begin to accumulate that
0: so i'm going to challenge that statement a little bit because i have looked at a lot of people's budgets a Mm -hmm. lot and usually we're not being self-reflective enough Mm. So I'm going to cut expenses first. That's the first thing I'm going to do. And I'm going to look hard and fast at everything. If you are trying to get out of debt and you are going to restaurants, you're not trying to get out of debt. And if you're going to the movies and you're going to concerts, you aren't trying to get out of debt. Again, I'm not saying you can't do that. This is a temporary move to go hard and fast to these rules so you can do all those things Mm -hmm. without feeling stressed. You can do them with more peace. You can do them with more people, which is Mm -hmm. honestly the fun fun part about it. Yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna look at everything okay and the top three items that people pay the most amount of money for in their budgets is their home which that one's really hard to change um your car is Mm -hmm. next so we could talk about that i have opinions about that one and your grocery bill Mm -hmm. people spend so much money Mm -hmm. and i know i get a lot of comments why do you always come after the grocery bill why do you always come after my food stop coming after my soda but Yeah, but if you're serious, if you are serious, you can make huge strides in your yeah. overall budget mm-hmm. by focusing on the food side of it. Yeah, um, I'm also gonna throw out people shop for fun, mm-hmm. like like as a hobby. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I did mm-hmm. some I did some research. So in a year's time, the average American spends thirty one hundred dollars a year on takeout. Yeah, Doordash, Uber Eats, takeout. Mm-hmm. $3,000 and another $1,700 on shopping to make themselves feel better. Yeah. And they have no idea what they got. We're almost at $5,000 mm-hmm. in an entire year for, for average. Yeah. Average people. These are not rich people. These are just average people. Yeah. Not paying attention to what they're spending. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, in
2: the beginning, when you're really trying to cut everything extra. It feels a little restrictive. It doesn't feel great. But I, I think for most, you get over the like top of the mountain where all of a sudden then it feels like a game and a challenge. And like you said, like of being able to say, hey, I got $25, but I only spent 10 And that's where Tom and I got after probably a month or six weeks. It's kind of like any new habit you start. Um, it sucks in the beginning. But then we got to this point and he became, he is the spender, but he also became the budget master then. And he would call me from work on payday, even though normally we didn't talk on the phone during work cause he couldn't. But he would call me and he's like whispering in his office and he was like, okay, my paycheck's for this much. I'm giving you this much for groceries, this much for gas. Can I just write as soon as the check hits my account our account can I just transfer this much onto your student loan payment and I would be like yes and I'm like that is way less than for groceries that I've probably ever spent but like challenge accepted game on and that when we got to that point it, it it went so fast from there because we truly were all in and it it feels restrictive it feels like oh I can't have anything I want for like a couple weeks but then you get into it and then You start to see that things could be different and that when you do go to buy this in the future, you can fully enjoy it because you're not putting it on a credit card and you can afford it and you don't have to no longer, you don't have to feel any shame and guilt for buying those things.
0: I don't know if all men are like this, but Dave's told me many times that once he had a goal to work for, Mm -hmm. it was easier for him Mm -hmm. once he understood the whole process. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're we're doing this right now, which is not that fun. Mm -hmm. so we can do this in a year yeah i'm willing to do that yeah for for this bigger gain in one year that's okay with me so if you have a partner that's kind of struggling with this concept i know for him that Mm -hmm. really really worked i also want to touch base with what you just said on you can't have anything you want or do anything you want or or buy anything you want it was something along those lines that you said Mm -hmm. so again why i I just why do you want to buy those things that you want to buy What Mm -hmm. is it that you want to do that you don't get to do? And why do you want to do those things? Because a lot of the time, we're trying to fill a relationship void with stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and things and spending money because we think it's going to make us feel better. And I really, really (laughs) believe that you can have amazing relationships without all that extra stuff that money can buy you.
2: Yes. And I think that was... A very unexpected benefit of this process. You know, you tell yourself, like, hey, it's okay. When we get out of debt, then you can go buy those clothes or we can upgrade our vehicles or all of that. And, uh you get out of debt and then you're like, oh, I don't, I don't actually really <laughs> care. Like if I there's been times where we're like, okay, yes, it'd be it's it's nice to have a nice vehicle, right? Um, especially in Minnesota and you're in cold weather too, where it's like four-wheel drive and it's reliable. That's great. Remote start, you know, heated seats. That's super fun. But mostly all of the things we thought we were gonna buy when we got to this point, we have not. You know, and probably the thing we prioritize most now is vacations, missions, trips, and then spending time with friends and family and being able to just give it away whenever anonymously, like whenever that we see a a need
0: around us that is probably the most fun to give it away anonymously it's so so much fun to do that it's it is a great place to be so if for no other mm-hmm. reason maybe you're like i don't care about peace i like all my stuff you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i, I want to have the bag and the concerts and the yeah well, do why should i get out of debt my <laughs> yeah. life is fine i don't plan on retiring <laughs> yeah. i love work like i know i've heard it all yeah maybe maybe mm-hmm. get to a point where you can give some of it away you yeah. know? and not tell anyone because it's yeah. super fun it is,
2: yeah. Did you use a program or an app or what do you recommend now for budgeting for those who are just wanting to get started? Um, you know, your spouse or your partner may or may not be on board, but if you will work on your part of finances and budgeting and reining in some of the spending that we know is not productive. So where do you recommend that women get started with a budget?
0: I, <laughs> I did paper and pen mm-hmm. for a long time. And then I switched sure. to an Excel spreadsheet. It yep. f- very simple Mm -hmm. um if you have no excel knowledge at all there's templates Mm -hmm. online i still use excel now yeah that's what i don't i don't Mm -hmm. use any like i know dave ramsey has his every dollar i don't use that Mm -hmm. i know people love you need a budget Uh, that one's probably the one i'd recommend although it is a monthly subscription i think okay the you need a budget because it is detailed it is mm. very, very detailed. And when you have all of the information it is extremely eye opening. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very eye opening. And what I like about you need a budget is that it builds in a one month emergency fund. Okay, by I think their concept is one month ahead, or I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm butchering it right now. I'm sure. But the idea is the amount of money that I get paid in December, my paychecks for December, don't pay for my goods in December. Right. They pay for my goods in January. Mm -hmm. So I start the month on January 1 with an entire month's worth of money. Okay. So you get one month ahead is the point. Mm -hmm. So it's a built-in emergency fund. And I really like that as a concept. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not like, oh, I can't do anything until payday. But that's not how they built this one. Okay. That's
2: really neat. Yeah. I mean, I Mm -hmm. really liked a paper calendar and I would put paydays or any commissions coming in and then what bills we would pay kind of working backwards from that and so um but tom does it all in exp- excel he's very proficient with it but it it, it it doesn't matter so much but um definitely i'm sure you recommend a, a zero dollar based budget though
0: mm-hmm. absolutely yeah for sure I, I, I keep a little bit of a buffer mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah the zero based budget is basically taking um everything that you make for the month and budgeting every dollar down to zero so you pay all your bills and you I don't know invest in some college and I don't know pay some debt or whatever and let's say you have $200 left over at the end of the month you don't get permission to go to a concert just because there's $200 you have to assign it to something Mm -hmm. so maybe you want a beautiful steak dinner and you bump your groceries or or maybe you want to put it towards a student loan so you just Mm -hmm. assign the $200 out Mm -hmm. and so at the end of the month there's zero you can assign it to savings you can assign it to something fun but it has to be assigned there's not yes. just extra money floating around.
2: And in the beginning, this was stressful to me, especially – I mean, like I said, when I, we added up all of our debts, um, it was it was so overwhelming. Like my personality type, I do well with small projects like bite-sized pieces. But to look at something so big like that, um, it was so overwhelming and felt so daunting. And so just so you know, like I fully resonate with those feelings. But when we started to budget, it was just like, oh, I do have some control in this. Is it still big? Yes. But now I feel like there's a game plan. We're working the plan. Um, I also generally tell people like, fully expect something uh some big expense to come up in that first month when you really get serious about this. Um, I can't remember like every time we recommitted, we needed new tires on the car or uh, some part went out or the furnace. I mean the furnace went out one time. That was so expensive. And it was easy to be like, see, this doesn't work. This is never gonna happen. Like it's easier just to live how we're living, but we stuck with it. And you get a little further down the path. And then those things don't rock you anymore like they would have in the past.
0: It's so, so true. You know, when we were at the very, very beginning, I got a water bill. There was a leak in a pipe or something like that. So the water bill came in and it was some astronomical amount, $300 or something for the water bill. It should have been 60. Yeah, and I had budgeted 60. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have $300. I yeah. sat on the ground and sobbed. because it was so stressful and I literally did not know how I was going to pay for it. I have been there. I have felt those things. I will never forget those things. That's why what I've experienced is so powerful because a couple of years ago, my dishwasher caught fire and blew up. (laughs) This is a true story. Yeah. The good thing is we were in the house, so it didn't Mm -hmm. cause a huge issue and we were able to pull the what shut the breaker off. Right. So it was fine, but it was destroyed. And so we had to buy a new dishwasher which they can be expensive. You know, you don't want a piece of garbage that's like $100 and more annoying than it's worth. Yeah. And because we had a fully funded emergency emergency fund and were debt free, like it kind of sucks to spend the money on a dishwasher, mm-hmm. but we just went and got one. Right. We were like, well, this sucks, but let's just go get one. It was right. nothing. We didn't even think mm-hmm. about it. I and know. the difference between those two experiences, I'm telling you, If you ever wonder if it's worth it, is it worth the hassle, the one year, the two years of, man, this sucks, man, I can't do anything. Wow, rice and beans again. Yeah. I'm telling you it's worth it. I agree.
2: I would do it every five years over again if it meant I got another four years of peace of mind. I'm not even joking because it changes everything. When I look back and realize how everything was stressful, every visit to the clinic, I'm weighing like, well, maybe the ear infection will clear up on their own, and we don't actually have to go in and pay. You know, I'm like, I'm just going to give it a – Like, how many decisions were based out of fear and stress? And how are we going to pay for that? Um, like everything, you know? Or Tom? I mean, the just the frustrating conversations where he'd be like, "I just got paid. Why don't we have any money?" You know, he, him thinking like I'm spending all the money, and me feeling like he is. I'm like. It just costs money to live. I don't know. I bought groceries. Like, what's wrong? And then I'm thinking of like, well, and I did, you know, buy that candle in the impulse section of Aldi, you know. And then I'm like, maybe I should have done the stress that it caused between us. And so you don't realize how much stress you're living with when you are when you are in debt. So I would agree. It was worth every month of living frugally and getting out. So uh, as soon as uh, people hear us talking about this, or anyone searches like a budgeting app, I imagine they're start going to start getting served ads for like debt consolidation and all of these different things. And so what are your thoughts around trying to, you know, merge all of your bills into one, just so you only have one payment or or some kind of consolidation like that?
0: I don't know that that's helpful unless you have a certain personality type. So Mm -hmm. these these companies are in business, okay? So they're not Mm -hmm. gonna help you for free. They want to make money. So they're going to make money off of you. Mm -hmm. And if you have 100 line items of debt, And you are paralyzed. Yeah. Okay, maybe if they're going to offer you a transition from 30% interest to eight, and you can pay it off while it's still eight. Okay, Mm -hmm. I can see that I totally see that. But most of the time you will be better off to do it yourself. And then even The companies that are like oh we'll settle the debt for you you know if it's in collections Mm -hmm. or if it's a bad debt or something we'll do it for 25 cents on the dollar i'm telling you if you are stubborn and negotiate it yourself you get 10 cents on the dollar they're going to try and make money off of you i think you can do it on your own without it
2: yeah I think that's wise. And I know, you know, the Dave Ramsey program, Financial Peace University promotes starting with your smallest debt and and working on that. And, you know, they've researched it, the psychological impacts, like why you do that. And that was the method we did smallest debt first. And we really needed those wins in the beginning. We needed to pay off mm-hmm. that medical bill that was only $500 and feel like, okay, we just crossed something off before we tackled the $30,000 student loan. And so again, I there's different programs. Some do tackle highest interest rate first. That's great. But whatever you do, pick a program and just follow it to the T. Don't think your situation is unique or you're different. And there were a couple of times I feel like we kind of tried to justify things or expenses or whatnot. And we would get through it and we're like, that was so silly. (laughs) Like that was so dumb. We're just going to, we're going to put our heads down. We're going to stick to the program. And there is a, there's a reason why these programs have become, you know, trusted and, and everything. And so, um, what do you think though, Christine, like what mindset shifts do you think women right now need to make if they are going to be successful in this new year to get out of debt? This, (laughs)
0: This might be a really unpopular, Ooh, unpopular opinion. opinion. I, mean, I love these. Go for it. <laughs> are you ready for this? And this is based on something that I did really recently. That I I don't know when this is going up, so I don't know if my audience is seeing this of January. or not, or not yet. Yeah, I, mine's at the beginning of January too, but I don't know okay. if it's come out yet or not. But anyway, are you ready for this? I, this will change your life if you change your phone and subscription. Ooh. content and habits mm-hmm. this will change your life let me explain i just canceled all of my streaming services mm. in the last two days all of them wow i usually tell people to rotate them because you don't need all that anyway yeah with my with my daughter recently gone i've spent a lot of self-reflection in what matters and the taking yes. at college, she's still and, with us, but not my daughter, <Yes>. my, <laughs> da- my daughter has moved out and she's gone in that mm-hmm. sense that she's yes. not in my house. And, yes. <laughs> and my next son, you know, I'm working on ACT and college decisions. And when I get a minute, I sit down and I'm like, Oh, what's on the Netflix? Or what's mm-hmm. what's new on Hulu? Or my mom told me about this other thing on Peacock, that could be fun, you know, and it's mindless. And I have all of these options. I love TV and movies probably more than most people I do. Mm -hmm. But it's too easy. It's Mm -hmm. too easy. It's at my fingertips. Mm -hmm. And it's too simple to waste my time. Instead of investing my time with the people that I really, really love. So I canceled all my streaming services. Wow, right? Yeah. And then can we talk about your phone? Oh, my gosh, I just read this amazing study on social media and kids and the rise of depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and they just talk about the direct link, how detrimental it is to females specifically and social Mm -hmm. media for boys, it's more video game side Mm -hmm. Um, and how the decline since they gave it like 2012, give or take a year depending on your area to now basically the last 10 years, 10 Mm -hmm. years, we have seen a decline in these kids. And I am telling you, it happens to the women also because we we want to be like other women Mm -hmm. and we try and we feel like failures all the time if you just take off instagram facebook TikTok, just take them off your phone yeah just take them off you want Mm -hmm. to access them on a laptop sure you can still get Mm -hmm. you can get to it Mm -hmm. just take them off your phone and also turn your phone on airplane mode like Mm -hmm. six hours a day that's the most powerful tool on your phone Yeah. This is going to be really hard because it's the culture that we live in. But you cut off all the streaming and you put your phone down and walk away. Yeah. You will have so much freedom in your life and you'll automatically think different because you're not being influenced by all of these outside voices who want your money, who want your time, who want Mm -hmm. your attention to your own detriment.
2: Yes. No, I think that's so good. And, uh, something else i had to do too i had to unfollow influencers that were always selling me stuff which was really hard because a lot of them i really enjoyed their personalities and you know i felt like i was knowing them but then i realized like wow i feel pressured to buy so many things from them but one thing I did use like Instagram for that I thought was really helpful was to follow debt-free accounts so I mm-hmm. did find it motivating you know if you use hashtags for like debt free community and different things I actually found it very motivating to follow other women that were on the same journey similarly as you would follow women that are getting or decluttering or living a more minimalist lifestyle and so I i I mean, I still am very intentional about who I follow, and if I find anyone I follow, if when I see them, I feel jealous or envious or less about myself, I unfollow. I'm like i can't I cannot do that to myself like that is it we're not meant to to have that in our face all the time, but me also i I don't go on hardly at all uh, anymore onto social media, and I do feel mentally like a lot healthier <laughs> because of it.
0: Um, do you know how many people on Instagram you follow? Uh, it's under a hundred, but I don't know exactly. So I have Instagram. Obviously, I use it for work, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't go on there very often. I'm kind of like you, mm-hmm. but I keep my Instagram followers—people mm-hmm. I follow—to under fifty. Okay. And half of those are people I know. It's like my yeah. cousin. And okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can see my friends, but yeah, um, I I'm extremely intentional. Mm-hmm. with the content that I choose to consume. And I mean, we're at the beginning of the year. I don't know how the non-streaming thing's gonna work. So far, my kids haven't said a darn thing. Right. Which yes. I really thought they would. Yeah. To be clear, I'm still allowing TV and movies okay. via the movies we already own on DVD and okay. my library. We yeah. can go to the library. They have TV show series. You can check yep. them all out for free. Mm-hmm. We, can pl- we can play them. Yeah. It's just a little more effort.
2: Yes. Well, and I'm glad you said that, Christine, because I know um, Kim John Payne, who's the author of Simplicity Parenting, and he's—I mean, he's very skilled in that area. He's professionally works with kids, and he'll—he'll say, "Give your kids two weeks." Like, if you—if anyone listening is like, "My kids are so addicted," like they would never—he said, "Give them two weeks. Kids can detox and reset." In two weeks, and it will be worth it. Again, like getting out of debt, like in your house, like these things. If we will be willing to put in two weeks of uncomfortable time, you are going to see a huge difference um, in your kids, them not being so grouchy, them being more cooperative, wanting to spend time with you. It's hard. It, as moms, sometimes with teenagers, it can be hard to compete with social media and Netflix and those things, but when we take them away or just really limit their access to them, all of a sudden, <laughs> like our fi- our family dynamics can can really shift too, and so I don't want anyone I my hope today is that any woman who's listening who is just feeling discouraged, uh, especially after the holidays and we get our credit card bills and and uh, there can just be that that real letdown after the holidays and we're looking at a new year again that it's it's hard in the beginning any of these changes are hard in the beginning, but I think you're going to get to benefits and payoffs a lot quicker than you think do you agree with that Christine?
0: A hundred percent. I understand the feeling of failure and what am I even doing with my life? And yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. But but what's great, this is what I've learned. This is what's great about being in your forties. Would you agree with this, uh-huh. Like You get to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, it won't actually always be like this. Yeah. It will yeah. change. You are totally in control of your life. You yeah. are. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you can change it yeah if you don't like the feeling of suffocation or debt and you want that freedom you can get there it may be hard yeah. but all the best things worth yeah. doing yeah. aren't easy totally Totally. And
2: if you're not able to like, if you're like, I really don't have the capacity to tackle a budget right now, keep working on decluttering your house. Uh, so many women, they're like, you know, I got started decluttering and then it was just very natural to start getting out of debt too. It, that, that process of decluttering really helps to unhook us from the consumerism. And so that can be a very natural uh, first step in that direction. We get our house simplified and just feeling a little more in control. Often we have more confidence then to, to tackle some of these other things. Well, Christine, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. I always feel really inspired around this topic whenever we get to visit. So I, I wanted to, to share you with, with everyone too. And of course, your YouTube channel is just a treasure trove of lots of tips and encouragement and ideas too. And so um, it is easier if we all, if we stick together <laughs> and we do this together. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Minimal Mom Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with a friend who might find value in embracing a simplified lifestyle.